What do you guys think is the most overrated food out there? Uh, Ryan, let's throw it over to you first because you're the one with the food opinions. I don't even have the hottest takes, but the uh, most overrated food is crunchy peanut butter. Oh, um, it's so oh, bad. So disrespectful. So no, I mean, disrespectful. disrespect at this point. It's just bad. I, I would not it's... say it's the most overrated because there's like there's a pretty even split of who yeah, likes it's, what. It's pretty 50-50. Yeah, like, 50, 50 people with taste. No, I mean, sure, but like, I mean, I, I'm I still going to tell you that you're wrong. I mean, I think See, you I've definitely could have picked more overrated food. Just because you don't it's not like, like it you doesn't mean it's overrated. Like, do you hate it? Like, if you had to eat crunchy peanut butter, would you like no, not okay. eat it? Okay, what I'm saying is is that it's not as good as people say it is. Because that's the definition of overrated, right? It's, it's, it's a perfectly fine answer. It makes no sense. Okay, it's a perfectly fine answer. It's just wrong. That's okay. Yeah. All right, Brady, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. I just don't – like, I can just tell you stuff I don't like, which is, like, onions and mushrooms. I don't know. Brady doesn't like tomatoes. No, I love tomatoes. Oh, is it the other two that don't? Tomlin, Tomlin and Manvier refuse to eat tomatoes. Tomlin, I know you're going to listen to this, brother, and, and it's foolish. But I'm – no, I like it because I just get extra tomatoes on my burgers. So – I, I, I'm okay with the fact he doesn't like them. You're a child Pe- if you don't like tomatoes. People would say the same stuff about onions, though, so... I, I like onions. Can't. I like onions. I'm not, like... Like, people, like, eat it like apples, and, like, I'm not doing that. It's disgusting. An onion? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who does that. Okay, if you, if you eat like, an apple... Cheese is a great overrated food. That is crazy. Cheese is not overrated. Cheese yeah, is very overrated. overrated. Cheese is very expensive cheese. and very overrated. Cheese is apple. A block rated. of cheese is, like, $4. A big block of medium cheese, medium a old medium cheese. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's the, it, yeah, it's the mild, I, medium, strong, baby. Mild, medium, strong, and old. What, was it a spice level? What's going no, it's on? Like a, no, mild, it's like a mild can flavor refer in, to like taste as well. Like it doesn't. It's have a flavor intensity rating. Yeah, I, it's I intensity. It's like four bucks. If you got like fancy Parmesan and stuff, maybe. I think I think cheese is underrated. It goes on. Cheese is underrated. I don't think cheese is underrated. I think it's aptly rated. Cheese is out. Cheese is amazing, and it is recognized as such. Um, Aiden, let's move on before uh, we start getting hands thrown here. What do you got for us? I think ranch is probably one of the most overrated food slash condiments I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, a lot of people people swear by it. I don't. I think it's great, but I don't swear by it. So that's the difference, right? I think there's a lot of people that think it's good. And would put it on like a salad, and that's like it, right? Or like dip veggies in it, and that's like that's okay. Personally, I don't eat ranch ever. Like I actually hardly like it. But there are people that at their weddings will have ranch fountains. Like I am like, why spend your money on that? Like that is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. That's like the southern states. Sure, sure, but no, like you know what? You know, the, you know another one's plum sauce on the same on the same note. Plum uh, sauce is so no, plum sauce is would, amazing. Okay, no, 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 no. Sweet and sour thing. sauce with chicken nuggets. I what would you, what say else? like plum <clears> sauce <throat> is not up there with ranch in the sense of over because like everyone has ranch. Everyone can get ranch. Like plum sauce is like chicken fingers and plum sauce is like 
elite level combo. Personally, I don't have Shit it. Swaps. No. But like, swaps. That's, but like, no, no, no. But here's what I'm saying. It's not like every like there aren't people that'll put plum sauce on everything. Like you don't get people putting plum sauce on a burger, whereas people Bro, will literally douse an entire like McDonald's burger and ranch, and you could just hear the arteries clogging from here. A ranch is so good. But it's, man, tartar it's sauce is so, another overrated it's one. So I love tartar sauce. I, tartar I, love sauce I really like tartar sauce. I love oh fish. It's you only put it on a fish. It's just for it's for one thing, like plum sauce. But you, don't, just yeah. you don't even have to. Like you could actually put tartar sauce on a burger and it would make sense because it's literally just mayo and relish. Yeah. We're we're yeah. talking about substitutes for mayo, so it doesn't it gets Yeah, no, of course. But fine. I'm saying like I understand that it's like but like yeah people only put it on fish but like you could use it for other things and it would be understandable because you use those yeah. two things on pretty much everything like yeah that's fair hot dogs like, i feel like i would never put tartar sauce on a burger but like i've i've put in mayo and relish on the same burger before i just mm-hmm. never really thought about it no of course i, I that's mean just me no 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 and like I, I don't even think i understood that like tartar sauce was literally just mayo and relish until a couple of weeks ago like I had oh, no. I'm gonna clue. come in with a hot one. Okay, um, let's hear it. You guys are gonna hate this bacon wrap stuff. I'll agree with you. Agreed. I agree with you. Agreed. There's no need for it to be bacon wrapped if it's a good cooked steak or scallops. Oh, There's okay. No so need. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. Okay. So on some level, I think if you have like a fillet and it's like small enough, yes, I understand why you would wrap it in bacon because it's like it distracts you from the fact that it's so small because you like I think bacon in itself is super overrated personally, but like um Are you a female bacon guy? No, not even. Like honest I think I I think I'm getting to the age where I actually kind of prefer it over normal bacon because normal bacon if you have a lot of it, you feel like shit. Like you feel terrible after eating it. Yeah. But pea bacon, I feel like I could, like, chuck an it's entire lighter. pound of that. Leaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taste personally, I think it tastes a lot better. Plus, the outside is like the outside tastes so good. There's always like um, the odd good bite. I, I, I. Okay, going back to Ryan saying about things wrapped in bacon, I think the worst part of like a fillet is the bacon when it's wrapped around it. Like for me, that was just like I when I went to when I when I went to the keg Aiden, I like mm-hmm. ate my bacon like the as the very first thing just to get it out of the way, and then yeah. I had the rest of the steak by itself. I think the best thing you could do with a steak like that, and I know a lot of people would disagree, if you're gonna have it like some kind of bacony, like put a little bit of bacon fat in there when you cook it, and then leave it like don't include the bacon with it. You know what I mean? Because I yeah I feel like it just tastes nasty. Like if anything, just like cook it with the bacon take the bacon out or whatever and i know that's a waste and like i'm gonna get bashed for that but i think it just tastes a lot better if it has that a little bit of that like bacon taste but like you know agreed I, mean? I, I i i can definitely see where you're coming from uh so before before i dish out mine um aiden i want to i want to uh comment on something that like we talked about earlier about like plum sauce being brought up um I thought it was really funny that like uh, after being after ranch being brought up, plum sauce was brought up because those are the two things that I dip chicken fingers in is like it's typically plum sauce or ranch. And then usually it's both like, you know, I'd have them both on the plate, not dipping them at the same time in in, in both. But uh, those are my go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my most overrated food, uh, I, I don't know if this counts, but if ranch counts, I'm counting this. It's cinnamon. I hate cinnamon. I think it just sucks. I'm, like, did you say overrated or underrated? 
Overrated. Overrated. Oh. Sorry. I, I, well, I do not like cinnamon. I don't think cinnamon adds anything good. I think it just really, tastes like dirt. You've never, you've never been to the Lime Ridge Mall and walked past Cinnabon. Yeah, Cinnabon. I, I give a leg for that. Okay, right cinnamon. Like, you don't okay, like cinnamon. Dude, that is ninety nine percent sugar. I will admit that is different. Like that's like I don't know. I know people that hate cinnamon but love Cinnabon because it's like cinnamon toast. You, you, you can, don't. You, uh, you don't. That cinnamon cinnamon. The cream cheese glaze. You just fucking douse that bitch in there, and you're like cinnamon on oatmeal. Yeah, brown sugar and okay, cinnamon. Yeah, that's yeah. undefeated. No, Put a little bit undefeated. Of apple in there. The cinnamon part of that sucks. Apple, apple Yo, crisp. you're the type of kid to have French toast and not apple put cinnamon crumble. on it. I know it. I know it. Yeah, you, I don't. You I don't. Egg, oh, you're. I can't be bothered. Bread and eggs? No, that's not what French toast is. There's also like vanilla and milk in there. That's still so basic. Yeah, and it's you put blue. cinnamon in it. No, and then you put fucking fruit on it. You don't am put I, cinnamon. Yeah. Am I like you put, yeah. you put macerated raspberries it's and blueberries not, and strawberries and shit on it? It's not French toast. Yeah, and toast. cinnamon. You're having egg toast and strawberries. Yeah, having, cinnamon, cinnamon makes it French. I think not having a, wet, not having a, not having a fucking egg bread. So I'm, now, I'm now having French toast without cinnamon. While we're on this topic, I think the most overrated breakfast food is French toast. Oh, fuck off. That is hands down. No, I just had, okay, okay, I had breakfast for dinner tonight. I had cinnamon. I had fucking cinnamon. I dude, think. Um, I think French toast. Okay, personally, breakfast food I think is like the worst. No, no, no. I don't think it's the worst. I think lunch is it's the worst. And I know this meal, is just how we've been raised. But day. like, I think oh, if you lunch have it's just dinner but smaller. No, it's not. It's not. Yes, lunch it is. is. Lunch is nothing. You can skip lunch if you want. I've never had. You could skip breakfast. Life. You could skip dinner if you want to. If you want. Sure, but I'm saying it won't make an impact. I wake up like during quarantine. I wake up and I ask what's for dinner because I look forward to dinner. And dinner is just a small or lunch is just a small dinner. I was actually saying this before. Breakfast for dinner is better than breakfast for breakfast. I don't know why, but I, I'll argue that and take it. To okay, me. but okay, no, no, no. But Agreed. so okay, back to my original point. I think there's a lot you can do with breakfast food and it's like like if you think about it every type of breakfast food there's so much you can do to make it so much better you know what i mean i don't know yeah. if that makes any sense i mean yeah. you can add fruit yeah. you can add like toppings like whipped cream if yeah you're and i think like... i i don't know okay so dinner is the best obviously but i think so you're gonna tell me french toast is, is more over like overrated than pancakes Pancakes, yeah. pancakes are way yeah. more overrated. Pancakes, no, blow. pancakes are very pancakes much suck. overrated. They suck. Pancakes, pancakes are blow. so much better. No, no they're can not. We, Yo, that's the most thing I've ever heard Pancakes you say. suck, man. Can we oh, agree what? on one thing, though, that waffles are like the top of yeah, the like, waffles the top are of the top line. tier. It's waffles at the I don't top. care what anyone says. Waffles are top tier. Yeah, because they have flavor pockets in them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, okay, exactly. But, so what, Cinnamon waffles. What can you do with French toast that you can't do with a pancake? Enjoy it. Yeah, Nothing I can say on the podcast. Let's eat it. What? Yeah. what have a good time. Have so a good time. If I were to give you a plate, if I were to give you a plate of pancakes, not vomit. Would not eat it. <laughs> no. Well, I'm not, I'm not, what's I'm with not, it? What's with it? I'm not what's four years it? old anymore. What do you mean? Peanut butter and jam. Literally, you whatever you want. Okay. What? What would you want on it? You're gonna sit down and you're gonna ask for a silver dollar pancake like a four year old. Yeah. Yes. Are you fucking thick, no. thick like, pancake? No. Yes. Are you kidding me, dude? If you go to IHOP, you don't order their fucking French toast. Are you a moron? Uh, I order their uh, their burgers. What's what? IHOP. What are they called? What are they called? No, it's not. It's IHOP. IHOP, again. IHOP baby. Uh, it, they changed yeah. it back to IHOP. I, I've never that's why. That's IHOP. why I don't. That's why. That's why I don't go to IHOP. 
If you, okay, so Those that's pancakes. see that's the problem right there. You've never been to an IHOP. If you go to IHOP or Humpties and you have their pancakes, you will you will Where? agree with me. Humpties. Yeah, what the hell's a Humpty? Yeah. Okay, I, I guess Ontario is too high class. For we this we shit. we live in southern Ontario. Yeah, because we 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 we're in Missouri. I don't have a Humpties. We live IHOP. We live the states. We live past the. We're so advanced, we don't need pancakes anymore. We're not living in... De- in I like, Denny's is a good like breakfast restaurant to me. Yeah, well, clearly you've never had good breakfast. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I, all I remember is going to like hockey tournaments in the States and going to like a Denny's with the, with the boys, but... Okay, so so good to be there with the It's boys. the memories that are, so, are associated with it. I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not going to take that away, but like... I think I would rather have a breakfast wrap from Timmy's than Denny's. Person like food wise, taste wise. I like Tim's though. I did a nice little farmer's wrap. Can't Tim's go is wrong. good. Tim's is farmer's good. I'm not trying to sausage. take any I think Tim's breakfast is like so freaking good. Like Yeah. I like Tim's. Their like Tim's breakfast their breakfast is better than their coffee, believe it or not. Um, you know, yeah, you know, we could talk because we could talk about this because we were me and Brady were getting roasted by Ryan Tallman for our our like a fast food restaurant choices he thinks that tim horton shouldn't be up there yeah i don't think it should be i i I'm, i just disagree with that like tim tim's is As like it's, I, don't, I don't think it made my top five but it's just like it's just so like safe it's just like such a good option like you need so, a coffee you need a you need a quick snack like tim's is just there and it's we, always just, here's, here's, we go there the most yeah it has to be up there. Here's my thing. Why I would probably side with Tomlin. Like, I, I am looking towards siding. Because, like, if you think about it, if you have the option to go to any fast food place, would Tim's be in your top? Like, I'm saying, like, they're all lined up. You have a line of fast food restaurants. Every fast food restaurant you could want to go to. Would you even, would Tim's be in your top five? Because yeah, that's, that's how why, I that's why we that's why we that's why we made the list. What do you well, mean? it's not fair because I haven't tasted a lot of the American ones. Like I've never been sure, to a sure, but I've never been to like the ones in California. I can't even remember. Okay, like in understandable, but in I just out. mean like if you but like it doesn't even need to be like that. But I'm saying like, would you take Tim's over Mucho Burrito? Yes. Personally... Oh, are we classifying Mucho Burrito? I guess it is fast food. Yeah, yeah it Aiden, is. Aiden, I wouldn't. It depends. I wouldn't. Is it breakfast like... or lunch? Yeah, like I'm, but like I'm not gonna have a burrito for breakfast. Like I wouldn't, but Tim's would be close. I don't know if Tim's would make my top five, Tim's but Tim's would make- be close just because of like w- of what they offer. Like an ice cap is undefeated. I've never had a like a drink better than that. Like I've never had a yeah. Frat what's from better Starbucks. than an what's they, better than an ice in, cap? Like they'd be in my top ten. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm sure of it. I'm just saying like top five is excessive. I think they're like inside top seven for me. I think yeah. Tomlin's so chafed because he's a big Starbucks guy. I know he, he is. He likes his expensive. Oh, I I, I love Starbucks, but I'm I'm I would say if I could only have one for the rest of my life, it's either Tim's or Starbucks. I'm gonna choose Tim's. Yeah, I would because agree with I that. because like there's just more options kind of thing. Like Starbucks yeah, is like a bunch of stuff that I will never touch in my life. Dolce Latte, bro. Like they're good, but they're not that good. Yeah, yeah. they're real good. I, I agree. The with cinnamon that. Dolce it's, stuff is it's good. expensive, but it's just I mean, too. Yeah. It's like a rare occasion drink. Meet up with your old friend. It's it's really place. one of those things where like someone will give you a gift card for it, and at that point yeah. you go to spend that gift card. But you would yeah. never go like you would never pick it over Tim's if you didn't have a gift card for it. Exactly. I, okay. Yo, Tom's I wanna... got like the Tom's got like the platinum like like the top top one top one percent spender. Like he <laughs> yeah, has, so do I. He's, he's like on the wall there. Jesus. It's crazy. I hope that's a I want... joke. 
I don't even Dude, understand. I'm not joking. Oh, man. This is not a joke. Oh. He's a most loyal member. Oh, my goodness. Captain Maple, get your life back on track. Yeah, Captain Maple. It's never, it's never Dude, too late to start. I wish I could I'm see how much money I have uh, like spent on Starbucks. It is a ridiculous amount. Like It was stupid at one point. There was one at school, and I think I went to it once in four years. I, um, yeah, yeah, no, we, uh, like, I, cause I have one in my office building. Like, there, there's some days where, like, I'd, I'd go, like, twice a day just to, like, quickly grab, like, something in the morning. Is it convenience that way? Is it convenience, though? So convenient. Yeah. Like, for, yeah. for me, I can, like, mobile order and then just walk down and grab it and then go back up to my desk. And, like, like I don't even have to wait in line. I don't have to talk to anybody. I just walk up, grab my name, and just go. It, it was so convenient, which is, like, part of the reason why it was so nice. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you something because this is the stems when you, you know how wendy's you, you can go and they have the tap screen of like things you can uh pick what what do you yeah. guys choose like what's your go-to at wendy's, at wendy's? yeah because like if you have like the tap thing for drinks like you know the like the screen tap thing where you can choose like yeah. there's like oh. four million choices and pops and oh shit. okay i see so you know what i usually oh. do I usually mix like the cherry and the vanilla root beer because if you get the cherry vanilla root beer, it's not the same. Oh, I'm okay. serious. So I'm they have actually... cherry, they have cherry root beer, vanilla root beer, and then cherry vanilla root yes, beer. Yes, yes, and, and it's it is. Not the same. It's not the same. No, no, no. So if you get cherry vanilla, as opposed to getting cherry and then vanilla, it's not the same. I know so that sounds like so stupid. Cherry, but like, like one part vanilla? No, no, no. It's just like half and half. But like again, like I know it sounds, <laughs> I know it sounds different. stupid, but it's not the same. I don't know it, why the machine does not just, mix it correctly. It's just like one of those things where like peanut butter out of the little packets just tastes infinitely better than peanut Ooh, butter out of the jars. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Like it's one of those things. The little packets. The jam. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. My, yo, Dude, it's not at even. Breakfast place. That jam is ridiculous. Yeah, it's so good. It's like the best. Even though you can get the same one in a massive jar, it's just not the same. Yeah, it's no, not it's not the same whatsoever. It's not. Do you guys um, drink coffee at those places? Because the coffee always tastes better as well. Whoa, no, I don't, I don't. I don't really drink coffee. No. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. don't. Lie. If you're going to a breakfast place, the coffee there always tastes better. No, no. Okay, no. I'm sorry, dude. If you go to Agadai and you have their coffee and you tell me it tastes better than your own at your house, I you like need, it. You need like to get. It. You need to get some better coffee. Shout out to Nick Bird at the Agony. Oh, I was just gonna say that. It's My good. Boy. It, it's good coffee. It's not. It's not Brady, terrible. Brady, what do you like, get? It's not like I want to spit it out, but like if I could have my own coffee there, I would. I forget. It depends. I just I, I don't get the same drink every time. It just depends what I feel like. Usually, like agree. a iced tea or something. I don't know. I would agree with Brady, except I usually go for something that's like either orange or lime flavored, just because I love those two. Yeah, me too. So it's like it, it'll be something orange that I've never had before. Like usually, a, red, red, red Fruitopia. Usually, yeah, like orange Fruitopia or like high C if it's there, or like yeah. like I don't know something like that, like a Fanta or something. I will have orange soda. Yeah, I get the um, uh, raspberry Coke. It's so good. Ooh. I'm a big fan. Aiden, do you remember that that like orange Coke that we had at Spiros the one time? Yeah. I love those things. Those things are so. Oh good. yeah, those were amazing. Or lime lemonade. That shit's fire. Uh yeah yeah a hundred percent agree. Um, but like you know, uh, contrary to what people might think at this point, we do have an actual episode plan that's uh football based, so we should probably get to it. Um, 
Brady, it's, you wanna... it's, it's, it's been 45 minutes, so let's get into uh, <laughs> let's get into the actual meat of the episode. The meat and potatoes, because this oh, will also meat take and potatoes. My goodness, hour and 15 I, I've minutes. learned to hate that saying. Meat and potatoes. Yeah. There's a guy at work my, that says my it. Like coach used to say it. He he like does his presentations and he'll say it nonstop every slide. So let's get into the meat and potatoes yeah. of this presentation. Like every yeah. slide. Profs love to say it. And then when he's past it, he'll be like, so that was all the meat and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, a couple weeks ago, the NFL schedules were, were released. Um, I know we're not the quickest on it. We've actually tried to record this episode two times before. and We've had some technical difficulties both times. So hopefully third time is a charm. So... Um, the NFL, for all we know, is on track to um, start on time. I think they might cut down preseason games if you guys heard any, if you guys heard anything. But I think everything's good to go. But we don't know about fans yet. Anyways, schedules were released for all 32 teams. The Patriots have the toughest schedule with a 53% opponent's win percentage from last year. Um, and keep in mind they're in a division with a very weak Jets and Dolphins from last year. So that. So like they bring the that average really down a lot, so it's probably higher than that. Um, Which they have division some, are they playing this year from the NFC? I have no idea. I don't know divisions at all. I can check because I think I think each each uh, like division yeah. play well each division plays a di- uh, other conference division each year. Yep. Yeah, they do. I, I well, like. Uh, I can tough- check. I can check. Okay, okay, okay. The tough teams they have this year is being home to the Ravens and 49ers and then being away to Kansas City, Houston, and Seattle. And then you also have a bunch of kind of Oh, so that's that's it. It's NFC West then. If they're playing that's why it's their their strength of schedule is so hard because they're playing Seattle. Uh uh that's also Ravens, uh, Chiefs. Well Ravens Chiefs. is AFC. Yes, I'm talking Niners. about like the NFC West. Because they got the Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, and then they also have the 49ers. Yep. And then the and then fourth team in that up, division. Up-and-coming teams like Buffalo, Arizona, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Rams, they will also be pretty challenging for um, rookie quarterback. or not rookie, but first-time starter, Jarrett Stidham and crew. So it could, you know, those are all teams that could beat the Patriots this year. So they're in for a doozy. And on the other end of the spectrum, the Baltimore Ravens have the easiest schedule with a 43% opponent's win percentage from last year. Um, I think they should be able to handle their own, uh, hold hold their own against divisional games um, versus the Steelers, Bengals, and Browns. But, you, you know, never know if the Steelers' defense can, uh, you know, play a late-out game or maybe the Browns' offense clicks and they can provide a challenge. Um, other than that, the Ravens Dude, only – Tell me how the Baltimore oh. defense got better. Yeah. How did they get better? That's I mean, that's so what they good. needed. That's what they needed. They got way better. They got Kalias Campbell, um, two line two Patrick great Queen. two great linebackers, him and um Malik, Malik Harrison. So they need they need already to fix have their, Earl Thomas. Already have Earl Thomas. So they needed to fix their <laughs> defense and they signed his brother too. They went out and did did that. That would be a lethal tag team. Yeah, that'd be a crazy train right there. Um <laughs> Other than well that, done, boys. Other, other than that, the only the only Ravens test that they should be facing this year is should be the Kansas City Chiefs. But you never know; a team like Dallas or Tennessee could make it a close game. So, ra- expect the Ravens to 
you know. Oh, I have one more. Top two. Run a train, as uh, Brady would say. No, 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 no. no. On the league. As it, it would, would be smart. Me. It would be smart to put them both in the backfield so you can get some great double teams <laughs> coming was, out of there. Oh my god! I was gonna make a backfield. That just joke. registered. That just registered. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Did you hear it? Put, put oh. one at tight. Put one at tight end or something. I don't oh. know. Oh. Did you hear what he said? Oh. No, I didn't hear. What no, Brady I didn't hear. Said. I said uh, they should run a train on the league, and Brady's like, as Earl Thomas would say. <laughs> Yeah, Aiden's was also good though. Aiden, Aiden's was pretty funny. We were all funny. We can, we can all, we can only go so far with that. You could go so far, dude. You could go so far. You really could. Well, some might say too far. All right. Well, good call. Good try there. I can't Swing even it. be bothered. You guys are the biggest goofs out there. Swinging a miss. Oh, boys, real quick, I have a quick announcement. Oh, boss man's drinking on the job. Wow. He actually told us we're not allowed to drink. He said we're not allowed to drink during the podcast. Let the record show. You're allowed to drink. I'm just freaking... Citizens arrest. You told me I'm not allowed to drink. Uh, Okay, but yeah, let's uh, let's get started on this. Okay, Aiden, actually, I'll introduce what we're doing. Um, We all picked two primetime games each. Um, and we're in, uh, you know, so games on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night, um, you know, these are obviously big games. The whole, the whole nation gets to watch and these teams get to prove themselves on the national stage. So, you know, it carries a bit more weight than your average Sunday afternoon game. Um, so we all pick two primetime games and we're going to just kind of go through each person and, uh, they're going to explain why they think this game is going to be a, a really good game and one that everyone should be watching on that given night. So with Thursday night week two. Aiden, what do you have there? Okay, the first game that I am going to spotlight for us here is the Battle of Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. The Cincinnati so, Burroughs? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, now. <laughs> the the thing is, like, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this game because we've got two teams that did not perform well last season. Well, okay, so you know what? The Browns performed average but I'm going to say they didn't perform well due to their expectations because their expectations were a lot higher than what they – like they should have done better than they did, I'll say that. But so it's two, te- two teams coming back into another season with huge expectations. Uh, you've got Joe Burrow with not so big shoes to fill, but, I mean, he's he's got to have a good – talking? Pardon? No. Andy Dalton shoes? You know what they say the size of shoes, man. Big not, Dick Dalton? Not, not, not big shoes. Oh no, no, we're not talking about we're not not talking about horse cock walk. We're talking about Andy Dalton here. He, uh, <laughs> Aiden, I agree. Like I mean, very tiny shoes. Burrow stepping into like a an, an offense where you have a, a a stellar running a stellar running back in Joe Mixon. You got a good receiver in Tyler Boyd. You have AJ Green, who's a potential superstar. If he can stay on the field. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have, like, prime Tyler Eifert, uh, which Dalton had the luxury of having. But uh, the offensive line, from what I can remember, is, like, relatively solid. Um, so Burrow's stepping into a good position here. And I think, uh, like, I, I mean, you can't do worse than the, than the worst team in the league. So Burrow's only going up for here with the Bengals. Well, yeah, and, I mean, A.J. Green supposed to be back next season. And then you've got, like, you look at the matchup between Burrow and 
like Baker Mayfield, you've got two guys that are like, like potentially are going to have like the most swagger in the league. I know that's blasphemy to say, but like you got, sorry, Joe, sorry, who, who's this? Who's I said Baker guy? Mayfield and Joe Burrow okay. are going to like, they're going to have so much swagger, dude. So it's going to be like, whichever one has more swagger is going to win this game. Like you can't tell me that video of Joe Burrow walking through the tunnel, smoking that cigar. I was like, oh man, holy shit, dude! The that guy was like so cold. Many good clips. Like that was cold as fuck. And then Baker Mayfield's just like, he's Baker, right? Like even when the guy shaves down his beautiful beard to that nasty little stash, like he still he still got some Burrow, level of swagger. But I think when he plays Burrow and the Bengals, he needs to act like first year Baker Mayfield, not second year Baker Mayfield. We want the guy Yo. that was running across the field doing his drum solo and shit, right? Like, we need that guy to play Joe Burrow for it to be an entertaining game. That Burrow, that video, when, uh, like, in the third quarter of the national championship where he's just pointing to his ring finger, man, I was like, oh, my God. Dude, there's some stuff that he did that was just so, much so, so sick. Like, th- that video, Ryan, where he's just, like, you know, put the ring on. There's the video of him, like, walking through the tunnel with, like, Burrow, uh, spelled, like, you know, Louisiana style on it. Oh, on the senior I, night? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, like, that wasn't, like, a video like the ring one or, like, the one where he's in the locker room on the couch, like, arm up on the couch, just puffing on a cigar. But you could just tell there was just so much swagger in him on that senior night with the the E A U X. Like man, Louisiana oh, yeah. loves that guy so much. It's Every, I mean, rightfully it's, so. One of the best college quarterbacks of all time. He is probably uh, college quarterback seasons of all time. He is probably one of the first like college quarterbacks like that went so high overall that I would argue that like almost nobody hates. I don't think there's a single guy that hates this guy. Yeah, who could hate him, man? He, he's a hard, he he's a hard guy to hate. You want to hate Maybe him because he's cocky, like. But that's like why. I mean, people hate you him because he beat their team. But like, you can't hate him because he's cocky. Because like, I wouldn't even say he's cocky. Honestly, he worked his ass off for everything that he's gotten. I would say that he's is not, like that is a certain level of confidence. Like he's not no, cocky. He's confident. There's a, there's yeah. a difference. No, of there's course. a difference. I mean, like if you if you think about it, like he's got that swagger to him, but he doesn't have that arrogance like Baker Mayfield. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people hate about Baker Mayfield. I loved it. I think yeah. you need that to be like a stud in the NFL. But like Burrow has like a you know, a silent swagger confidence to him that like, it's, it's, you, you want it. You just want to be around that guy. And like, in terms of, in terms of his, his, like, you know, off the field stuff, he's never been arrested. He's never been tackled by cops. Like, again, direct comparison to Baker Mayfield. Um, He's never, Wait, he's what? never had any big off field issues. He has kind of an underdog story, like with him having to transfer from Ohio state after having a loaded QB room there, he ends up being better than all of them. Um, and then he comes to like LSU and lights it up, wins a natty, gets drafted first overall. It's, it's, it's a heartwarming story. It's like it's stuff movies are made out of. But then you realize the movies were were maybe ten minutes in. Like we still have a whole NFL chapter to write. So yeah, uh, I'm hopefully, very hopefully, very yeah. excited for for uh, for Joe Burrow in the NFL. I, th- I think that the main thing is going to be can Burrow handle losing so many games and keep his swagger through it because it's going to be you know college is one thing and he was able to dominate you know he wasn't the only weapon on that team let's mm-hmm. not forget there's other good decent players on the lsu team the offense well, jamar, jamar chase Justin jefferson drafted, decent so. every you know everybody and jamar um, chase is still there man like yeah 
Yeah. So it's, it's, it is, it is a huge step down. Like obviously he's still, he has a very young receiver group other than AJ. You got Tyler Boyd and T Higgins and um, oh, people, Higgins. people like that. And John Boyd is the same, you know, they're, they're the same age as Burrow. You know, if not, if, if, uh, John if, AJ, if AJ plays, that's a, that's quite a stack wide receiver room. Oh yeah. yeah. But they're still yeah. it's still Talented. young. It's still young. Talented, John, but like John Ross you know. and T. Higgins are gonna be rotating snaps. I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. And that'll Joe be Mixon really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's finally has a quarterback that can open up the field for Yeah, him as I think well. Joe Mixon Joe Mixon's gonna have a great season. He honestly will. If he's if he's healthy, yeah. Again, he's got the AJ Green issue. He's super talented. He's gotta stay on the field. <clears throat> yeah. That's a good point, but I feel like it's gonna be easier when he's not taking so many snaps and everyone expects him to take these snaps. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can't, I do, he can't do anything well. when they know that you can't get the ball to any of your receivers because your best receiver is constantly out. And I mean, so Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd is a great receiver. Nothing a against third receiver. Uh, no, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd is a borderline is, number one receiver. Yeah. He is an above average second receiver. He's, he's in a, that room. In that room, I'd say he'd be a, a, a excellent third, like AJ Green. Then you have uh, T Higgins, and then a, oh, um, yeah. oh, wait, what? I'm not. No, dude, Tyler Boyd T. is actually good. Ceiling, T Higgins ceiling is way higher. Yeah, but Tyler Boyd is actually underrated. Like we're talking about foods that are overrated at the beginning. Ty, Tyler Boyd is criminally underrated. The guy's a like, stud. He's like 25, dude, and has had Andy Dalton throwing to him. He's yeah. finally gonna have a good QB. I'm not yeah. saying he's bad. I'm just saying T. Higgins has a much higher ceiling. As a yeah, but that doesn't mean you receiver. give him the starting spot just because he has a higher ceiling. You let him work in. He's going to start no matter what. No, but oh, I, I don't think they're going to like – I think him and John Ross mean, are going to be – What are you giving me that look for? He's going to start. Does not, he, no, I, not I just looked up his starting. numbers. I looked up Boyd's numbers, and they're a lot better than I thought they were. 2018, two yards. seasons ago – Hit a thousand yards, seven touchdowns in fourteen games this year. Fifteen games started, sixteen games played, over a thousand yards, ninety catches, five touchdowns. Yeah, he's a good with, receiver with, with an with an actual quarterback that's throwing in the ball. Tyler Boyd can be a standout number one receiver. He'll, he, I don't Let's think he'll be a forget, top five he receiver. He was getting hundred percent of the throws. He when, is, but now he's, but he's also getting hundred percent of the coverage. T. Higgins comes in; he's not going to be getting hundred percent of the throws. But, but he's Higgins, also not going to be getting hundred percent of the coverage. Higgins isn't starting. He- Either he's not a starting. Yeah, Higgins, Higgins won't. Nobody start. respected the the Cincy throw game anyway. Yeah, but they still like it's it, it, like a thousand yards is not a fluke. No, back I'm not saying a thousand yards is not a fluke. I'm not. Saying I think it is, Tyler Boyd comes in as your number one receiver. AJ Green comes in as your number two. Just just to start week one, not not like AJ Green 100 percent is a top five receiver in the league. But AJ Green has not been 100 percent in the last so in the last what five years we haven't seen him play. So hmm. if a, a fully healthy AJ Green, top five receiver in the league, uh, current status AJ Green, I think you start him as your number two receiver. Well, let him slowly ease back into it. T Higgins and John Ross can start burning people out of the out of the third and fourth receiver spots. You have Tyler Boyd to go up and get it. You, he's a, he's a, your number one receiver for Burrow, and the pressure's off Mixon. Mixon can start you know chunking out those four or five yard carries and uh, maybe stay healthier and play all sixteen and hit hit fifteen hundred yards. We'll see. Did they upgrade their offensive line at all? I can't remember. No, I don't. I don't think they did that much. If anything, they might have signed one or two. Well, they, they lost Whitworth a couple seasons ago. Protect Burrows. Yeah, 
And they also yeah, they lost Eifert. I think they're Brady. Don't uh, I? I can anybody clarify this for me? If Eifert wasn't even their starter last Eifert, season, I think they're going with Eifert's CJ Uzama. Yeah, CJ yeah. Uzama was their starter last season. Like Eifert. Yeah, wasn't even I think it's I him, think him and him and Drew Sample, but I think Uzama is the starter. Yeah, it's definitely Uzama over Sample. Yeah, um, sure. But so, anyways, bottom line for this game, I think it's going to be interesting seeing these potentially two very high powered offenses, high powered young offenses. I'll say that. Going against two trash ass defenses. Yeah, yeah. I well, the Browns defense is far talent more talented than sure. Oh, the Browns but, defense but, is sure, oh, sure. Oh. But my by no means is it at this point a top ten defense. By no means. No, not yet. Uh, I'd say if it's, it's top not. ten, it is maybe ten. They will the, have the D line is nasty. They, the top, they will have the top. Do, doesn't matter. They still get one of the torn top to cornerbacks in the league. Yeah, okay, well, so fair enough. Their corners are good. Their safeties aren't bad. How are their corners good? They have one good corner. Denzel Ward, Greedy so Williams. So far. Greedy, Greedy Williams. You can't Dude, Greedy was not bad last develop. year. Greedy is a perfect number two, and he gets an extra year of development. That's a decent secondary. It's better than the Bengals. It's better it's than okay. the Bengals. Sure, uh, sure. That's, but... that's, all we're, that's all we're saying. Okay, Miles sure. Two two mediocre defenses, one, two, two higher powered offenses. That's pretty much. I I, I I the Bengals defense and the Browns defense are not in the same class. Okay. Yeah, they're not. They're not both mediocre. Browns are above mediocre. The Browns have Miles Garrett, which already puts them ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As agree. long as they you don't have, hit anybody uh, with a head, like a with a helmet. I like I like Larry Ogunjobi, but they have Sheldon Richardson. Um, they signed. They also brought in Grant Delpit. They are, they brought yeah, in uh, Carl Joseph that. in That's this offseason. Uh, Carl Joseph, a couple seasons ago, was a, I would say, top 15 safety in the league. Not free safety, strong safety, top 15 safety. A couple seasons back, I, I think that's fair. Um, Grant Delpit has a lot of potential. Not there yet. Obviously, he's not played a single snap. A lot of potential. And Aiden, inside linebackers. Is probably in, the high, ceiling, high ceiling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Ryan. And inside linebackers, one of your favorites, Mac Wilson. Not favorites in the league, but like one of your so, you know personal favorites. No, no, guys. no. But like I mean, they so sure. Like we can name off their entire defense. They got some big names, but let's see them produce. That's all I gotta say. They right. they got You're ballers. Right. You're right. They got like, ballers. I mean, I mean, they got yeah. ballers, but make the playoffs. But then, but then don't call them like don't say they're trash. Then the if you're saying is, okay, so, it goes both so I change, but you listen to me change my statement, correct? Like you heard that. Yeah, but then you put the Bengals okay. and the Browns in the same class. They're not in the same class. The problem is the Browns have all the talent, but they haven't shown it yet. That's so that's exactly what I'm trying good. to say. You can have all the big names you want. You can go back and sign every big name in the past five years, but if you're not making the playoffs, like what are you doing? I mean, the it's ultimate fair. goal is to win the Super Bowl. So yeah, I like I see what you're saying, 100. percent I I think I think that the Browns have the potential and. Looking at the rest of the league, I'd say that there's a couple teams that have the potential to be the number one defense in the coming years, and it's it's Baltimore. Uh, 49ers have a great defense. But if you're looking for, like, potential in the next five years, they, they probably have likely to be the best, if not one of the, like one of the best. Agreed, Ryan. The best. Dude, agree. at this point, I do not – like, I would not disagree. The Browns are probably the number one. Like, they are best set up for the future. If yeah. they can hold all their they pieces be, together, been they are the years. best set up team in the NFL. They've currently. been so bad for so they long. They just need they to find a way to produce. 
So think about how good like the Cleveland Browns would be if they actually like hit on their draft picks instead of whiffing completely. Like they're taking Justin Gilbert and um, Deshaun Kaiser. Desha- well, Deshaun Kaiser was a second round. Um, Still, that's a sec. quarterback that they whiffed on. Yeah. There's some good players in the second rounds. Yeah, I, like absolutely. I, I don't think that quarterback round. class was that good, but they went like if you think about it, they went um, uh, Corey Not Coleman in the first round, Danny Shelton and, and Cameron Irving in the first round, Justin Gilbert and Johnny Manziel in the first round, Barkevius Mingo in the first round, uh, Trent Richardson, Brandon Weeden were first round picks. If we're going all the way back to 2012, uh, Phil Taylor wasn't bad, I don't think. Uh, Joe Hayden was obviously pretty good, Alex Mack as well, but like. If you like, if you go back, they they whiffed hard on some very very bad players. So they've been good thus in the last couple of years. I mean, hey, Baker. And, I mean, you how could you not take Miles Garrett with the first pick? Like that was a home run, easiest pick in that class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ryan, you want to hit on your first game? Yeah, is that the Saints uh, Packers game? Yep, it is. I think it's week three. Yep. Yes, yeah. I'm so smart. I don't have to look at the document to know. Um, we probably should. Look like we haven't though. done this three times. <laughs> no, it has <laughs> never happened. I don't know what you're talking Keish, about. Keish says as he spent 50 hours putting it together. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't do this one. Shout out to Brady for the research guy. Um, well, Brady says he's not doing your research anymore because you roasted him too hard. Did I? Yeah, and uh, Brady Brady's not responding right now, so he's not even on screen. Um, but yeah, like I, like I said in the last couple podcasts that we tried to do, um, this is a classic matchup. Everybody's going to be talking about, uh, Rogers versus Breeze, obviously, cause it's the big ticket. That's what the people on uh, the NFL network are going to be broadcasting. People are already uh, talking legend about versus it. legend. Pardon? People are already talking <laughs> about Rogers versus Breeze. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could touch on that real quick at the end, but, um, um, yeah, just we'll say, just we'll for this game, uh, there's way more intriguing matchups, but people aren't going to look past Rodgers uh, versus Breeze. Um, you have Devonta Adams versus uh, Lattimore, which is probably one of the best uh, corner wide receiver matchups in the league right now, I think, especially early on in the season. Um, and then on the flip side, you have Michael Thomas versus the young Jair Alexander. And I think that those two, are going to probably decide the the game right there because Jair Alexander has had has shut down a lot of good receivers and he has been beaten by a lot of good receivers. So it's kind of interesting to see with his development where he's which way he's going to go with that one because he shut down people. Um, uh, the LA Rams wide receiver, um, I can't remember his name, the uh, the white one, Cooper Cup. Yeah, he shut him down one one week, and that was the year he was doing really, really, really well. Um, and then he was beat real bad by Amari Cooper, who's one of the most polished route runners in the NFL as well. Michael Thomas is not a polished – well, is he a, he's a route runner, isn't he? Michael he's Thomas a, is just he's kind a of a big, slant strong guru. receiver. Like, yeah. Slant. Yeah. Slant guru. He's, he's very yeah, I think, physical. I think it's a good matchup because – Jair Alexander is a super physical corner. He, he, yeah. he loves to hit. He loves to get up in somebody's face. Um, he's not a cover uh, corner. He's not a, like a, he's not going to sit back 10 yards and let him run. Uh, so I think that's a really good matchup. Uh, another really good matchup that I didn't talk about in the last one, but I was thinking about it is um, the Saints linebacker core versus uh, the Packers running back, whatever. Um, 
bunch of running backs they're going to run with. Uh, AJ Dillon. The usual... Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I would Jones. assume AJ Dillon's getting some uh, some third down snaps. Maybe. I'm not even have to say that. Yeah, like he's a big boy, yeah. so. I I'm hopefully hopefully Aaron Jones gets the 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 majority of the snaps. Oh, he because won't. I think he's a better matchup. Yeah, I think Aaron Jones is really talented as well. Before. Yeah, like um, I I think Jones will run all over them. Man, like yeah. the Saints linebackers are really good too. You have um, Kiki Alonso, who's good coverage. He's quick, quick linebacker. I like Demario um, Davis a lot. The, not yeah, to DeMario's mention good. the uh, Saints uh, defensive line is stupid good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan's an All Pro, perennial All Pro. So yeah, Mark Dav- really Marcus Davenport or Malcolm Brown. Hopefully Davenport pans out. I love the UTSA Roadrunners. They're such a small school. On Yamada. From Manitoba, Canadian yep. kid. Yep, good Canadian kid. Um, yeah, I, I you know, it's. I think, uh, sorry, Ryan. I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited to see the uh, Jair versus Michael Thomas. Um, that uh, that you know that interaction. I think that's one where we could see Michael Thomas getting super super frustrated just with how physical Jair is. Jair's not going to back off. He's going to get right in his face. So he's a we haven't really man. seen. We haven't really seen an explosion on the sidelines from Michael Thomas, but man, Jair Alexander could be that guy that pushed him over the edge. Mm-hmm. And it, there, there's equal potential from Michael Thomas to rinse him too. Amari Cooper oh, yeah. busted his ass all night when they played Dallas. So and I'd say Michael Thomas is a yeah. I'm excited to see uh, the <clears throat> like we we briefly talked about it like the new Green Bay offensive line who lost a few people versus like this highly refined Saints defensive line. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be, I think, so you mentioned like, of course, Michael Thomas and Jair Alexander. I think uh, like going on the other side, like looking at Rogers throwing it to Devontae Adams and Lattimore. I think the biggest thing is Devontae is such a good route runner, but it helps that he's given the time to develop those routes. So it's going to be interesting to see how well Rodgers can get the ball to Devontae with less time. I think it's going to be less time, but I could be wrong. I I I would uh, – oh, Ryan was frozen there for a second. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I was looking at the screen. No one was moving. He was, he was just dead staring at right <laughs> yeah. um, I did like, all the way through that, but – Oh yeah. Um. Proceed. So, uh, you know, I'll I'll take that I'll take that one from Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um. I think anytime you like, uh, you know, the offensive line gets worse, it's worse for everybody on the field, be it running backs, quarterbacks, or receivers. So, you know, your quarterback, you like, not only is Devontae gonna have less time to, you know, get his route completed and open and get himself open, Rogers gonna have less time to, you know, to you know to get rid of the ball. And then if that if that you know is the case, they might bring in the running backs to block. But then that's more people that can go into coverage, and you know it's a vicious cycle. Like once you once your offensive line starts getting worse, so that's something that's going to be really big. Losing Brian Bulaga, losing is that it? Is that all they lost this year? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but he he was a major part of. But but he was one of the doing. he was he's not he's not. It's at least they didn't lose like Bakhtiari or uh, mm. you know up and coming yeah. Elkton Jenkins. If, if they lost um, if they lost Bakhtiari, man, Ryan would not be here right now. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Oh, Ryan man. would be uh, a, a, what what Aiden means by that is Ryan would be in Green Bay giving the GM a piece of his mind just because that's I'd uh, be protesting it, man. Yeah, he'd be he'd be, he'd be in Tampa with me. 
yeah. I, yeah, that's that's the other thing. He'd sell all of his Green Bay shit if that happened. Imagine, yeah. imagine yeah. this. Well, Bakhtiari is a, a one-of-a-kind left tackle. I think there's only two left tackles in the league that have put up the numbers he has. And I think that the Saints left tackle is the other one. Dude, right, Rams. so like, picture this for a second. He's really good, though. Imagine the uh, the Packers traded up to the first overall pick and took Jake, Jacob Eason this year. Traded Bach away for the first overall pick. Took Jacob Eason. Eason? Yeah. Or Wait, even well, worse, I mean, why, they traded up to why number not trade, one overall Why not trade Bach for a seventh rounder? <laughs> yeah. That's... No, I know. I was just... I, that's, what I was, he, that's what he would do. I was Houston just trying to do. rile Ryan up a little bit, but... Um, I mean, it could be worse. They could have tried to trade up and get Jordan Love, and so they just took him right there at yeah. Uh, 27. Yeah. Oh, that's the other. Imagine them trading up, like trading Bach to trade up and take Jordan Love. I think Ryan. There, was, yeah. there, would, be no there would be no more Green Bay fans in the world. I'm telling you right now. It's a conspiracy. Well, the real Green, ones. Green Bay players wouldn't be Green Bay fans, but that's okay. Yeah, that's true. No. Um. Anyway, like I said, uh, the Green Bay coach – um has puts a ton of emphasis on playing on time and so theoretically if they play within his, his system uh the offensive line getting a tiny bit worse um because i he, the guy that they brought in is a legitimate like kind of a stop gap off of the time being rick wagner he's not terrible he's not great um and so if they play on time they get the ball out on time i don't think that it'll hurt them too too much but like I said, Aaron Rodgers is uh, – I've said this before. Aaron Rodgers loves to move around and create time in the pocket, and he might not have that time anymore. So he's got to he's got to mold himself into playing on time. Yep. That's a good point. Um, what's this next game? Quiche. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the biggest I'm up here with of the year. Game what of the I year. What I will say is game of the year. Um, early predictions. I had to, had to snatch this one up. We're staying week three, so we're going to Monday night. Uh, the next game on the NFL schedule after Ryan's first spotlight game, it is Chiefs at the Ravens. And, like, I don't know, boys, what more needs to be said about this one? I think Chiefs-Ravens played last year somewhere around this time. I think week three, Chiefs took out the victory. Um, but this year we got Lamar coming off an MVP season. We got Patrick Mahomes coming off a Super Bowl. We got, like, an increased offense in, in, Kansas, in Kansas City with – all the receivers coming back, you and then you bring in Clyde Edwards Hilaire, a first round talent running back. Um, you know, like a guy that finally can replace Kareem Hunt. Um, I, you know, something that they I believe they were missing last year and year before, I believe, as well, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe the best value pick in the first round of the draft for sure. I, I think so. Getting a guy that's probably a top 15 talent at 32. I don't know, I don't know yeah. how high I would keep going in terms of top 15. I'll say top 15 to be safe. Um, but to get him at 32, like steal, um, you know, the chiefs defense, I think, uh, you know, you're talking still something that's like a little bit weaker. Um, but you get Juan Thornhill coming back from injury this year, uh, which is, you know, nothing but strengths as good as uh, danger Dan Sorison played, uh, Juan Thornhill is an upgrade. Um, but the Ravens also high powered offense, high powered defense, which is getting better and better each year, apparently, um, I just think you're kind of set up for one hell of a game. It's going to be like Chiefs, Rams, and what, 2017, 2016, maybe? I think 2017. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, Rams, when that game went off, it was like, oh, eight minutes to get through the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. Like when I was just, like, I was 
coming home from hockey. I saw the score of the game and I was like, oh shit, I got to throw this on. So I, I threw it on and then I was listening to it while I like, you know, took a quick shower after hockey and the game was still going on after like after a shower, after a drive home. Like the game was just that intense. And I'm so glad I was able to catch at least a part of it because that game was crazy. And I think we have another repeat here. Uh, a lot of people are hyping this matchup up again, the season that just, the previous season, uh, the season that just passed just because, you know, Mahomes versus Jackson. Uh, but I think, this year is going to be the year where this game is ratings are through the roof. This is going to be one for the ages. Yeah, I, possible like, AFC Championship preview. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I don't know how much like more like you guys can comment on this. It's it's pretty self explanatory. If you yeah, it's it's an football, easy one. Yeah, it really is. I definitely chose kind of a little bit of a cop out here, but Mahomes versus Lamar. That's no, I mean, the yeah, headlines. That's it. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be an Mahomes awesome game. Lamar. Plus a spotlight on a lot of rookies, like you said, and and on Baltimore Baltimore side too with J.K. Dobbins and uh, Patrick Queen. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be good to see all the rookies in the spotlight early on because I think it's what week three, and then yeah, um, yeah just like the the battle. And again, kind of like the Browns versus Bengals, it's, it might come down to you know who has the better defense, and that's Baltimore. So we'll see. But like obviously, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not counting out Kansas City's offense, but you know if it's a high powered offense and all you need is one stop maybe maybe the baltimore defense gets that also we do have uh uh two teammates going head to head two rookie teammates right patrick queen clyde edwards hilaire yeah so that'll be that'll be interesting first time those guys will ever play against each other i'm sure lots of scrimmage that'll be one of the highlighted matchups as well oh yeah absolutely it will be um you know like they they scrimmaged against each other every single day you know for the past of course but a scrimmage is not a game it will never be a game i know i'm just saying you know tendencies. You know how he plays. You know his cuts. You know his moves. Like, oh, of course. Yeah, Patrick, but, Qua- Patrick Queen's a, a Queen. A great Queen coverage. knows Hilaire, and he knows him inside out. So yeah, he's a great that, coverage linebacker. But Hilaire doesn't get tackled easily, man. He does not. But yeah, I will say that Queen probably will be able to keep up with Hilaire. Hilaire's not the fastest, but his footwork is amazing, and his uh, his receiving game is amazing as well, which is good for uh, the offense that the chief like to run mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I, I mean again i don't think there's much more to be said so let's pass this on to the next game um I, I are we going brady no yeah, we can okay. uh let's... yeah ryan again i guess yeah, yeah. I mean, we go out, uh, chronologically yeah. mm-hmm. so ryan's up well i mean I'm never gonna get to talk another quarterback battle that will get all the attention um this one this one's a little bit uh a more interesting probably because it's it could be uh, one of, if not the last matchup between Rodgers and Brady in their career, I think. I don't think that the Packers will play the Bucks again for another couple of years after that. Um, but uh, obviously, Rodgers versus Brady, legend versus legend, um, two goats. Um, what's more to be said? Um, I think this game has the potential to be a blowout simply because uh, the Green Bay offense, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, um, they're they're far better than the Bucks secondary. Um, and I think that Aaron Jones will be split out to the slot a lot more, especially since they got A.J. Dillon now. Um, but on the flip side, the Packers secondary is not well equipped for what the Bucks are brewing. I mean, covering Gronkowski, covering uh, – Mike Evans covering the other receiver that they have, Godwin. Godwin. I think that's too much for the Packers secondary. Like, 
maybe maybe Jair Alexander covers Mike Evans, but who's covering Godwin? I guess Kevin King's gonna have, gonna have a really really tough day ahead of him. Uh, Gronk, I don't know. I guess Kirk sees on him. Maybe we'll put like five players on him. I don't know how you stop him to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it's it's definitely a battle of who has the better secondary. Um, obviously, it's the Packers, but the thing is, like, you you don't have the the best receiving depth. So it's like, of course, you can take Mike Evans. Like Jair can take Mike Evans or Godwin now, or even even if he can't take him out, um, it's going to be a good battle. So you're probably not going to target him and car- target him all day. But like you said, it's like okay, then if Evans is gone, who's covering Godwin? Who's covering? OJ Cameron and Gronkowski who's covering Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson in this slot you know it's just it's it's, a lot it's a lot so and it's not like it's um uh Jamie's Winston anymore either like uh Tom Brady systematically breaks down your defense like he's gonna find the people that are open and there's gonna be people open 100 Mm percent he finds the weaknesses in the defense and and he exploits them every single time every game man um yeah, and, and we're, we're, I don't know. The Packers are going to have to find a way. Like Kirksey's going to have to find a way to to keep um, the running backs. Uh, I think Ronald Jones, I think is his name. Um, Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, I think that he's going to have a. Yep. Yeah, I think I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. And Bruce Arians is a smart head coach as well. And um, you know, I think Lafleur has a season under his belt, but it's going to be a tough matchup, man. He's playing. Uh, probably the greatest quarterback of all time and he has a scheme against him so it's always tough plus um it's gonna be tough because you can't like usually you can give Aaron Aaron Jones the ball and he'll he can take over a game but when you're facing a team like the Bucks who last year were the number one run defense in the league by far and they brought back the entire front seven Mm -hmm. and you know players like Devin White only getting better it's yeah. it's it's gonna to be tough to kind of you're gonna to have to have a passing attack and you're gonna to have to hope that yeah. Devonte um, can can just take complete advantage of you know Carlton Davis or Sean Murphy Brenting whoever gets put on him. Yeah, and, I would expect a, a heavy heavy dose of pass from the Packers this game. It's the only uh, choice. Devonte really. Adams should be able to torch that secondary. I don't think there's anybody that's yeah. going to cover him. Um, no, and I would no also way. expect Aaron Jones to be split out a lot that game he's gonna it's it's either it's either that or he's gonna be in pass protection a ton to protect against the deadly pass rush of the buccaneers listen if if they're splitting out aaron jones out wide and they were they're putting um your linebackers on them i can't uh, devin white uh if he's got to go cover aaron jones that's an aaron jones mismatch every time like devin white's a fantastic and he's quick He's quick. But Aaron Jones is is so elite against linebackers. Like his, you can go see the tape. He played against the Chiefs. The Chiefs had some mobile linebackers, and he he torched them bad. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. It's gonna, it's, no matter what, it's still Brady versus Rogers, so it's gonna be a good game. Um, we are running low on time, so Keyshawn Falcons at Panthers. Yeah. Um, honestly, this one is just kind of a homer pick for me. Uh, I love, love my Carolina Panthers. Uh, the reason I wanted to spot like this is because it's the only Panthers primetime game. It's a Thursday nighter. I hate Thursday night games. Uh, me and Richard Sherman both, uh, but we, you know, you have, you have some pieces that are going to be exciting to watch for Carolina. I'm excited to see DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson with Curtis Samuel being a third string receiver. 
Um, I think Curtis Samuel is a perfect slot receiver. DJ Moore is up and coming. Robbie Anderson, I think, is very underrated. I think the guy can actually be a touchdown machine in Carolina, especially with uh, Teddy Bridgewater throwing him the ball. Uh, and then I, you can't talk Carolina without talking top three player in the league, Christian McCaffrey. Um, the guy's, you know, thousand yards receiving, rushing, whatever you want to, whatever you want, however you want to get him the ball, he's going to perform. A guy's a stud. There's not, there's nothing else to it. Uh, defensively, it's never been done before. Seven picks in the draft, all defense. We got a starting strong safety in Jeremy Chin. We got uh, a, a great defensive lineman in Derek Brown and in Yitor Gross Matos. Pairing him alongside of Brian Burns, that is three defensive linemen that uh, you know could look good in the future. Can't say they're going to be studs now, but could be future Brian pieces. Burns that is you know, great. Uh, Burns Burns is fantastic. Um, and then when I see up- this, sorry, when I see the Carolina roster and like the, what looks like they're going to is going to be the starters there. Other than CMC, both offense, defense, and special teams, it looks like a very boomer bust team. Either because you have a really high ceiling and a really low floor. Like Teddy Bridgewater hasn't been a starting quarterback for a whole season. Um, only quarterback uh, in the room um, for who knows how long, four or five years now. Yes. He yep. started a couple games when Breeze got injured, but it's different um, having a quarterback. It's just, it's a different situation entirely. Um, he has no one. He has no one else to back him up other than like the guy that they had last year. That was a stopgap. Uh, well, Kyle Allen's not there anymore. He's in Washington now, so he's oh, okay. uh, he, he's go. not even there. But we still have Will Greer. Um, he's the backup. Um, I like Will Greer. I've always always been a fan of him since uh, since his Florida days before he went to West Virginia. Um, I liked Will Greer Talented, a lot. Talented, not polished. Talented, not polished. Agreed. Um, uh, and then, but like I think one of the biggest weaknesses in in Carolina is you know your your back seven or your or not, sorry. I, I don't know if it's seven technically, but like your linebackers in secondary um, Shaq Thompson with the, with the retirement of Luke Keekley, who has joined the scouting department for Carolina. Um, Shaq Thompson's a downgrade. Um, no matter which way you put it, Shaq Thompson is a downgrade. He's a good linebacker, but for him to become the leader of the defense, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a spot for him just yet. Maybe he proves me wrong this year and I would love to see it because I'm a big fan of him, but you know, it's 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 tough to see a guy like Luke Keekley and step. You know, we're talking about Burrow filling in the big shoes of Andy Dalton, while Shaq Thompson has massive shoes to fill in one of the best linebackers you know, in the game. I would have even have said, like, with the departure of Keekley, I think that maybe the Carolina should have looked to someone like uh, Patrick Queen, yeah, um, to move into that, like draft him and move in because he's a great um, middle linebacker prospect, but. uh they went with their guys, so you can't fault them for that. Well, don't forget, they also passed on Isaiah Simmons, who would have been like right. I would have been through the roof. I think Derek Brown's a great pick. I think Derek Brown's going to be a stud. Uh, right. But for me, as a person, I, I value linebacker over defensive line, so I would have loved to see the Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons pick. But if you guys remember when we were watching the draft together, I was like, I want Isaiah Simmons. I'm okay with Derek Brown. They took Derek Brown. I'm okay with that pick. Well, well it's I think interesting Boston, they went with Burns the year before. So that's two top draft picks in a row on the defensive line. So they better. Yeah, be and, don't, and don't forget, don't forget Yitor Gross Matos, like an early second round pick. So well, that's another guy that's first round, first round right? talent. Yeah, because if you went to Yitor Gross Matos, then you you could have made the argument saying you don't need. Derek Brown, you could have went Isaiah Simmons, you could have went someone like Patrick Queen. 
type. Yeah, thing. but now now you have the chance a chance to develop like a 49ers type defensive line with sure. three young yeah. young pieces. So, yeah. you know, that could be the model. And like who knows, maybe maybe Shaq Thompson steps up, like maybe we find a Fred Warner somewhere down a third round pick or something like that. Mm. Uh but then we brought in uh, like oh sorry, we still have Trey Boston and then also there's um uh, Jeremy Chen, who I am so excited to watch, Southern Illinois. Chin, Southern I'm, Illinois. I'm I'm excited for Chen. I uh, yeah, Chen is going to be dope. Um, I like I like Kenny Robinson a lot too. He's not he's not going to be starting, but I think he's a guy that can take over for Trey Boston. Uh, eventually, and Action Jackson's a legitimate number one as well. So. I, Action Jackson, he he he's in that situation where he's. Uh, he right now he'd be a fantastic number two. I think he has the potential to be that fantastic number one. Um, he struggles against the top end receivers like you'd expect. Uh, he's no Darrell Revis in his prime. He's no Patrick Peterson in his prime. I wouldn't say he's a, he's not a Jair Alexander, but he's good. He's he's a uh, the best piece of a weak weak spot in. Uh, he's a ball uh, hawk, man. Center. He gets a lot of interceptions. Yeah. LSU DBU, how are you? And uh, and then opposite of him, it's probably it's looking like it's either going to be Corn Elder or Troy Pride. So. Bit of a weak spot at CB2, especially with the uh, receivers that we have in the AFC South. But um, this game against the Falcons, I don't want to talk too much about the Falcons because, you know, in my division, I hate them. Um, I, but it's I think a totally a, winnable game for Carolina. One it's of a winnable the game. Maybe eight that they have this upcoming year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, I, I one, think, of, I think one, of, one of three wins on the season. Thanks, Brady. I, I wish we could all jump on a team that's going to go 16 0, but we can't do that. Um, I think the Falcons have three great receivers that could give Carolina's uh, secondary or two great receivers that are just going to give Carolina secondary um, a bit of a bit of a time. Um, that's uh, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Julio Jones is going to give a bit of a time to everybody, man. Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones went off for 300 yards against, uh, against the Panthers one game a couple years back. So that's great. Uh, we didn't have a good secondary at that time. I think captain Munnerwin was probably still our leader in the secondary, but uh, I think Panthers can pull this one off. So, I think with that, we'll move it on to Brady's first game, week nine, yeah. Sunday yeah. night. Finally, I picked pretty easy games. I'm not going to spend too uh, long on them. In week one, the Bucks are at New Orleans, and um, that's probably going to be a tough game for the Bucks. You know, um, brand new team. That's going to be their first game together, um, first regular season game together. So, you know, everyone's predicting, and myself, a New Orleans win there. To start off the season for the Bucks, but then in Week Nine that I highlighted on Sunday night, you got Saints at Bucks. So you got Drew Brees and company coming in to face off Tom Brady and the Bucks, and this is going to be a much much different Bucks team than they faced in the first week. You know, it's not it's not just a bunch of it's not their first game together. You know, they had seven weeks um, or eight eight weeks to uh, get their groove. Tom Brady can settle in, get the pass protection going, defense can settle in, all that stuff. It's going to be a much different team. Um, and this is going to be a legit, you know, it could be a legit NFC championship preview, much like the Chiefs versus Ravens in the AFC um, that we talked about earlier. So it's going to be a really, it, this is going to be a good test to see um, what the Bucks can do. And that first, that first week's going to set up the narrative for this game because, you know, maybe the Saints just blow out the Bucks, and it's like, you know, can the Bucks get revenge and tie the season series? Or maybe the Bucks upset them week one. So it's like, can the Saints come back and beat the beat the powerhouse Bucks, or are they going to fall two nothing down and kind of get shown up by old Tom Brady and you know a horrible secondary against Mike Thomas? It's it's I think it's going to be 
you know, a, a huge offensive game, you know, um, saints have a fantastic secondary, so it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a great game Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And if one person wants to say a quick thing and then we can move on to Aiden. Yes. Uh, I hate the Bucks. Go okay. on. Aiden week 11 Monday night. What do you got? All right. So week 11 Monday night primetime game. We're looking at two completely renovated teams. We got the Chargers and the Broncos. So the reason this is, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, pretty clear cut, really big rivalry there. You know, you got the Chargers offense, brand new young quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, probably going to get the start right off the bat. Who knows? We might see Justin Herbert starting this game. Maybe not. Doesn't really matter. Anyways, but the best storyline of this, it's no longer Melvin Gordon's offense. He is no longer the guy, like the running back back there. Austin Eckler is the number one guy in the backfield, and he showed he can pull his weight, but now Melvin Gordon isn't going to be the talk. Like, even last year, Austin Eckler played pretty much the entire season, but Melvin Gordon was still the talk of it because people were wondering, when's Melvin Gordon coming back? When's Melvin Gordon going to be taking snaps? When he does come back, how many snaps is he going to be taking? No more of that. All the attention is on Austin Eckler. So that's kind of cool to see. Um, And then you got the Broncos. could be either good or bad. It's going to be interesting. I think I, I'm glad he's finally getting the shot he deserves because he has done so well for that offense. Um, and then you look at the Broncos, of course. Like, they are refurbished. Like, you got Drew Locke, like, who I hope is great. I think he has all of the – he has everything at his disposal to be great. In the backfield, he's got Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. So there's right there Melvin Gordon playing his old team. And then, obviously, he's got K.J. Hamler, um, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, who was an awesome pick, great pick. And uh, I think those are the – who's the other one that they have? Um, they have one more pretty good receiver. Did you say Cortland Sutton? Yeah, I did. They have one more decent oh, yeah. receiver, I believe. Um, like not, talking like Deshaun Hamilton, K.J. Hamler? Not, not Noah Fant. Yeah, I did say KJ Hamler, but I think Deshaun Hamilton. He's I think he's Hamilton's decent. their third. He's decent, but um, and then no you look offense. at you look at the defensive side. And uh, Noah Fant, you're right. Yeah, true. Noah Fant. Um, oh, should I say too? Oh, and Noah speedy, Fant, speedy tight end. But then you look at the defensive side. You've got a lot of new players on those two teams. Like you've got uh, AJ Boye is going to be the starting CB for the Broncos. And then you've got, on the other hand, Chris Harris Jr., who just joined the the Chargers from Denver and hates the Broncos. He hates and the they Broncos. have a loaded secondary now. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Like it's LA. it's a question whether Drew Locke's going to be able to pass on this defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much all it is. Like I think, looking at it, I think LA is going to be the better overall team. I think they have less of an offense potentially but not by much, but their defense is, I think their defense is potentially going to be, if not number one, somewhere in the top three this season. Like I, I've been saying this for a bit um, last few weeks. I, I love the Chargers defense and I cannot wait to see them in action. Um, I just saw a, some coverage ratings from 2000, like 2017 till present. Um, Casey Hayward jr. Is number one in cover in single coverage. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Oh, uh, what's his face? Desmond King. Chris Harris. 
Desmond King is number three behind Stephon Gilmore. So you believe that they're getting uh, an elite safety back in injury. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite safeties in the game. Derwin James coming back Mm -hmm. from Achilles, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, their their defense is – and, like, obviously you got Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to touch on that because if I'm the Broncos, I'm not playing Drew Locke that game. There's there's (laughs) no chance in hell that offensive line is going to survive. Best secondary – Best secondary in the league, and plus you got Kenneth Murray, first round pick. Yeah, that's the, the they Chargers. they filled their need. They needed yeah, a I'm position. I'm signing Cam and Newton for that game. I'm I'm just gonna sign yeah. Cam Newton, give him a, give him a one game contract, let him play that one. Yeah. Drew Locke might not make it out of that game. Either either he's gonna have zero confidence or he's gonna have zero working legs. Like it's one yeah. of the two. He's like gonna he's gonna throw nine wide. picks. Nine picks. Like, and six sign sacks. Nathan Peterman. Like he only he he can only do so bad against this team. Like. You see? Did you see how bad the Chargers' defensive line dismantled the Packers' line, which is a top five offensive line in the league? In dude, this team is this team is silly. The Chargers are a team to watch for. Oh yeah, if they can get that offense going and um, that that Herbert steps up and becomes a potential superstar, that's it's a scary team for sure. And then think, just think about that division. Like you know, we we say all this about the Chargers. The Broncos are on the up and up. Also in that division is the Kansas City Chiefs team that is on top right now, mm-hmm. um, and the Raiders. You know we're, they're still kicking. They're out in Vegas. They're pulling slots. So, so I said kicking, slots. dude. They just revamped um, their team and pushed it to the max. I, I you know what? I guess they signed Littleton. They yeah. They just need it. Littleton, Kwiatkowski. They, to... they got uh, Henry Ruggs the third. They got yeah. Um, yep. Uh, that would it. No, they got Darren Waller. Else. Darren Waller's been good. Yeah. Uh yeah. He was he resigned? Uh yeah. Uh, no, or was he on a rookie? Yeah. Game? No, no. Darren Waller was resigned because he got cut. Back. He was on draft he and is got back cut. Next season, I know that for sure. Uh, Josh yeah. Jake, Josh Jacobs. Oh, Josh Jones. Jacobs forgot about him. Like, okay, yeah. So this Hunter is Renfro, looking like put some respect this is on looking like um one of the best divisions in football. Oh yeah. I think sure. I think um yeah. the AFC South is the best division, Brady. Like the Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Yeah. I think that's the best division in football right now, but man, this uh, this yeah, AFC there. North is looking looking pretty deadly. All up and up, yeah. Ooh, I just yeah, I didn't even realize the Raiders are getting back. I mean, you know, you draft a a, a Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, or something like yeah. that next year. Whew. If they get Trevor Lawrence, it's over, man. And Plus, like, I'm they... so sick of it. If, if the New England Patriots get Trevor Lawrence, there's going to be riots. relax, oh, relax. Yeah. They're not. You don't think they are the hard? No, isn't it? No. How isn't are you going to get Trevor Lawrence when they get the Super Bowl schedule in the league? You the, can't. The, you the, can't win the Super Bowl and get the number one pick. Yeah, that's all, that's all I'm going to say. You're going to tell me it's convenient that they got the the hardest schedule in the league the year before Trevor Lawrence is drafted. They don't, they don't just pick the schedule like a week before. Like it's it's very in in predetermined, not predetermined. And the right. the, the, the Patriots are winning more than two games. Before Carolina's, we dive down this Carolina's rabbit hole the of uh, conspiracy theories and, like, you know, we could talk about Portnoy not being able to go to Sunday Night Football with Goodell, but we won't get into that. Um, Brady, I think you're rounding us out here with the last game. Week 16, what do you got? Yeah, last one. Buffalo Bills at Patriots Monday night. Um, I think that, you know, like, I, I'd love to say the Patriots are just going to – or, you know, Stidham is their guy and they're just going to get right back to greatness. 
because you know when when Tom Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe, I, he, he was he was the Stidham, like he was a young guy, never heard of him, six round pick, awful quarterback. Like that that could very well be Stidham, like just back up their the the starting quarterback leaves, and you know he could be the next guy. So as but as much as I'd like to say that, um, I'm gonna assume that Stidham is you know a bit of a bust slash average quarterback, and you know there's no receivers there, and defense is falling apart. So I think. And the Bills are such an up-and-coming team. And Josh Allen, um, good quarterback. Once he works on his accuracy, uh, he could really do some damage. Great mobile quarterback. Um, they got Stephon Diggs in there. They got a great, great secondary with Tredavious White and, you know, Traymond Edmonds, uh, good defensive line. So I'm a, as much as I hate the Bills, um, I'll have to give, I have to give some creds to my dad. The, you know, they have a great up-and-coming team. And this is the season to finally – win the AFC East and what better way to clinch the AFC East than in week 16 on Monday night, defeating the Patriots in new England. I, I think that's going to be a great, great, great game for Buffalo fans and Patriots haters alike to come together and w- just witness the downfall of the Patriots and see the Buffalo bills clinch the AFC East. I think that's, it's just a shift, a paradigm shift. It's, it's a sad day that I'm looking forward you know, to, but that's a big, I that's think- a big game for the bills. I think that a lot of people are going to expect. Ryan froze. Yeah. Probably okay. a lot of people will be expecting. Uh, oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Okay. I think people, a lot of people are going to expect uh, the Bills to, to blow out the Patriots here. Um, I think they'll win, but I think it's going to be uh, a lot, lot closer than a lot of people think it is just because of how well coached the Patriots are. Like a well coached team can hang with anybody, even if, it, if the talent's not there. Well, don't forget they lost. They lost Tom Brady. Like, like that's no. You can't just say like you know that's the goat. You you lost Tom Brady, but your defense is still the same. Like you you. Well, they lost. They lost who, a couple players on defense. They lost Van Noy. Yeah, they lost Jamie Collins, Landon Roberts, and but Jay, the whole. Who? I think Jamie Collins too, unless he's still there. I forget. I know. But the, the the whole thing of the Patriots is next man up for for the last two decades. People have just if someone leaves, someone steps up, they become a star. Someone leaves, someone you know. Whatever Van Noy leaves, Chase Winovich comes in. What like it doesn't matter. It just but they they also transformed um their somehow they've gone and, and changed their wide receiver room into one of the worst in the league, especially if Edelman's yeah. not playing like he wasn't uh, in his MVP Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, have you're still faith hoping Nikhil Harry um, pans out. You're still hoping Jacoby Myers can step into something. You, you, you got you, you got Muhammad. You got Muhammad Sanu. Like yeah. you, you, you drafted two tight ends this year, so. There's a lot of room for improvement. I, I'm hoping Harry can only is, is only up from here after his abysmal season last year. But mm-hmm. it's just like, and you know, we great running back group that I like. You know, Sony Michelle, uh, James White, Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead. It, it's it's a decent team that will definitely get you some wins. Mm-hmm. Plus, having a top defense, best in the league last year. It's just we'll have to uh, we'll have to see. Uh, yeah. Defense defense wins games, so. The, you never know. Yep. So. No, offense wins games, defense wins championships. Unless you're the Chiefs. The Pittsburgh Steelers won their defense won a lot of games for Mason Rudolph last year. Yeah. But they well, didn't win a championship. Sort of a helmet to the side of the dome, but um that Pittsburgh Steelers defense is disgusting. TJ Watt, man, that guy's a stud. They win games. Yeah, he's people he's, think he's gonna win uh, um defensive play of the year next year. Wouldn't be surprised. Imagine Imagine so. like you're living in a family of brothers and like you're an NFL player 
but you're the third most successful NFL player in your in your family of brothers. <laughs> yeah, like can sucks. you imagine that? Like he is so incredibly successful. He's like a top ten, top five fullback in the league, and he is still not nearly as successful as his brothers. Like what a family, man. This is this is all speculation Dude. though. JJ is yeah. not looking to sign like a long term contract with the Texans again. Going to so, Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> He's going to I'd say I'd say Pittsburgh would be number one on his list, and I think they have the room to sign him. Honestly, I think so. Like once uh, once uh, we rework Malkin and Crosby's uh, cap space, I think we can uh, we can definitely <laughs> oh sign JJ Watt gosh. to. Uh, yeah, they got to take a veterans minimum there. Yeah, this is signed for nine two five on a two way. Um, so I think that's, that's it. That's it for this one. What a bit for me from me at the end there. Um, one thing I want to leave you guys want to do as the outro, do you want to do that question? That's right below it. Cause I think that's a really interesting question. That's right below it. Oh no, no. We'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. We have five minutes. I think if that, he's got to have a conniption. That was just there for fun. That's not it. I got a tweet that I want to read to you guys. Cause this blew my mind. Um, did you know that a pony is not a baby horse? Did you guys know that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a breed of horse. Yeah. yeah I, okay. So maybe I'm just a moron, yeah, I, I but like, that. I thought a pony. Well, my grandpa horse. had race horses. So I'm, it's I'm a, from a Alberta. Philly's a baby, so... a Philly's a baby, like female horse and a colt is a baby. Uh, male horse. The foal. Oh, a foal. Yeah. That's like when they're really young. Yeah. I, I always thought a pony was a little horse. That, that, that's all I thought it was. Like it was just no, a small like a smaller breed. Well, yeah, they they are little horses, but not like baby horses. Yeah. Well, now I'm just an idiot. So with that, Brady, you want to hit us with the outro? Yeah, we'll, we're going to be recording um, a bit more episodes coming up. We're going to get back on track now that we finally got this episode done with. Um, or lots of NFL news in the league, like. Delvin Cook, Devontae Freeman, uh, Jajavian Clowney, and just other sports news, such as the NBA returning. There's lots to talk about that we will be covering coming up. And um, let us know if you want to talk about it. And if you hate my voice, stay tuned for the next episode after this. Yeah, Ryan will have his mic set up, so he'll sound a bit better. No, we're Uh, talking about uh, the the fact that uh, Ryan won't be in the next one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah, we do have a, a return of a special guest that yep. uh, Ryan will be no for that one. Special um, guest, um, and also not that I said no. It's that the that the conversation does not pertain yes, to me. Yes, yes. The dynamic would be altered if Ryan we just the conversation. We hate Ryan so much. Yeah, yeah. no, actually, exactly. I was just kidding. My contract's been terminated with you guys. He said no. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, I, Ryan I, I came in. To, I wanted to move to HBO, and then the the guy that yeah, Ryan oh. wanted the IP. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we got some big plans coming up. Shout to, out to Alex Cooper, I love her. Um, big plans coming up. Uh, stay tuned with uh, code word raffle. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, and also, oh Bro- yeah, I want to touch on that a little bit. And also, Bro Show tweeted today he wants to come back on our podcast. So. We'll be having him back soon to talk about his turmoil with no, the New Orleans didn't. Saints. Yeah, I did on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. No, you're shitting me. Buddy, look at CIP's Twitter. Yeah, just go um, on for once. I don't even have the. I don't even think I have the account information for that. You don't need to. Nice. You're, I've been, um, I've you're, been not, f- you're not following us. The podcast. Yep. 100% agree, right? 
That's yeah, brutal. Nice. Okay. So if you want to donate to me so I can rival these guys. Um, no one heard that. Really, really quick, I want to um I just I just want to spotlight something. The um I like I feel like we'd be almost ignorant if we didn't mention what's going on in the United States and and in Canada right now. Um you know, after the death of George Floyd, uh there's been a a revolution almost in uh in 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 the streets of the United States. There's a lot of protests, there's a lot of rioting and stuff going on. Um I, we don't have a massive platform. Uh so I'm uh, but I do want to say this. I wanted to talk about like one thing really quickly. You like everyone's been hearing about this in the news, so uh we'll we'll make a more informed statement when we have uh we have an idea that's that's uh that we're working on right now. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this in the future. But I want to read this uh, from Steve Kerr. It's a tweet that he that he sent out. Um and it's uh, so I'm just going to read it here. So it starts, the younger generation coming up is more diverse, more tolerant, and more informed than any generation before them. They are smart, energized, connected, and ready to build a country and society where everyone feels safe and protected by the institutions of our democracy. They have learned to work together to promote a brighter future, even when such a possibility seems bleak. By actively acknowledging and protesting the racism that has long defined our nation's history, the younger generation is providing hope that we all need. Listen to them. Steve Kerr, I like I've respected that guy for so long. Um, it's not even just basketball, what he does off the field. And I think one thing I want to mention here is like, you know, anybody that's listening, you do have the power to make a change. And it's almost it I wouldn't say it's your responsibility, but you find ways to to make a difference here. And, you know, uh, our prayers are out to everybody that's uh, that was affected. That's the cause of why Black Lives Matter needs to be. And, uh, you know, to everyone that's protesting out there, make sure you guys are staying safe. And I, does anybody else have anything to add? Uh, very elegantly said. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to be uh, clear and blunt with it. Uh, we will always stand with the Black Lives Matter. That's where the podcast stands um, of course. morally with, with that movement. And um, it's not going to, the change isn't going to happen quickly. Um, it's systemic. It's It's been ingrained in, um, not only the U.S.'s uh, way of life, but our way of life in Canada, uh, which is a big problem. So it's a, it's not a change that happens overnight, but it's something that will happen. Uh, and we will continue to do what we can to help that change. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. So well put, Ryan. We, um, we have a project coming up that we are looking to raise a ton of money with. Um, we're going to be working with some some big athletes um that we have we have connections with so you know we want to make a difference um and we figured you know we can only do so much on our platform so we're going to try to to do our best you know we're just you know four kids from ontario but we're going to try to um do do what we can and make the biggest impact possible so stay tuned for more news social media um we'll be posting about that kind of stuff and um yeah we want to make we want to make our difference you know we can we can say all we want but actions speak much louder so you want to be that type of podcast yeah and that's that's another good point because there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you can donate of course like you can donate monetarily and you can donate like in other ways like it's not if you don't have the money to donate there's other ways you can get involved within making a change that doesn't necessarily mean going to a protest it's easy stuff that you guys can do every day to make changes all the time whether it be volunteering anything like that so I like obviously sign petitions if you can't if you don't have any money mm-hmm. if you're working sign petitions you can't yeah. go to the rally exactly. To- exactly totally free go yep. just go on twitter search 
Black Lives Matter um, petitions, and then there'll be hundreds you can sign. It takes literal seconds, um, and everything makes a difference. Oh. All right, boys. Uh, well, well put, all of you. Um, you know, it's not easy to speak about issues like this, but uh, it's 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 time more than ever to talk about stuff like this. But we're going to wrap it up for right now. I'm sure there will be more discussion about this in the coming podcast. This is something that's not going to go away. And like we said, we're working on something. Um, hopefully this is well, not, not even hopefully this is something that is we've, we've had a lot of projects that we're really excited about that never get off the ground, but this is one that's getting off the ground. I, I swear by that. Um, but for now, Brady, you want to hit us with the sign off? Yes, sir. May your punts be high and down inside the 10. See ya boys and girls.